I don't want to like be an accessory. You know? Like it's not <laughs> it's not fun if you're just like expected to give one thing. to sextras where we talk about sex and all the extras yes i'm honey and my fun fact is my favorite monarch is queen victoria (laughs) (laughs) i am maria and i've done drugs with my parents (laughs) (laughs) we have a very lovely guest with us today he is our one of our closest friends our honorary gay (laughs) friend (laughs) and yeah welcome William hello I'm Will and I am a massive cheapskate like so cheap (laughs) that you are that you are the cheapest man alive I can't escape it (laughs) doomed to be cheap (laughs) (laughs) this week we are going to be having a little chat with William about the fact that he's our honorary gay friend, (laughs) how he feels about that, (laughs) and just his general experience as a gay man. (laughs) (laughs) But we have a little segment for you, which we asked, this is our new segment, it's called Stereotypes, so we want to, when we have guests, just ask a little question about your stereotypes regarding the different guests or the different topic we're talking about that week, and we asked what your stereotypes of gay men are, so we're going to just talk through those. How juicy. (laughs) So juicy. Yeah, and basically ask Will what degree of truth he thinks they have. Yeah, I want to put it out there that I'm, like, not an authority on this. I'm simply a gay man. (laughs) I'm not, like, a gay professor, so... Oh, no, you're the representative of the entire gay community. Yeah, and we've established at this point that I'm always right, so... (laughs) Oh, yeah, There's literally no way I could ever be wrong about anything, so that's fine. That's true. He can never offend anyone or do any wrong. No, not at all. So buckle up! Buckle up! Yes, this is going to be a f- juicy ride. Be the ride of our lives. <laughs> so stereotypes. Yes. Stereotypes. Gay man edition. First one up. Judgy. <laughs> See, I, I didn't really like understand <laughs> this one. I thought because like gay people have like quite a lot of alternative life experience, I feel like sometimes they're least judgy people. But then like, what did we think? <laughs> this person meant well <laughs> maybe no i agree with like obviously they wouldn't be judgy because they have a kind of a tough life experience mm-hmm. as minorities or whatever but maybe judgy in the sense of like the i don't know the stereotype of like the gay guy the super gay guy in high school that's yeah. just like pretty bitchy and judgy and will be like ew did she did you see what she was wearing yeah no 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 i get that one <laughs> i get it i get it do you see yeah well, like gay it? guys in the club yeah i feel like that was oh. judging my outfit <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what kind of clubs you are yeah <laughs> I feel like as long as you're not like on a on a hen night at heaven, like you're kind of given a bit of a pass. (laughs) Like they don't really mind the straights unless they're like being rude and stuff. But I don't know. I see some truth in it. It's as with any stereotype. Like I feel like there can be truth in them, but also obviously they don't speak for absolutely every person. So yeah, it just depends who you're talking to. Like there definitely are those super bitchy gay people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I feel like as well gay men are like it can go one of two ways either they're super judgy or in my experience they have been like the most complimentary and like uplifting people that I've met like random people out Mm. and about like they'll be like oh girl yes queen (laughs) you're like so you're like slaying it right now oh my god I love how this is like the no. absolute opposite to what I am. Like, I'll probably I'll give you like the stink eye, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so you're one of the judgy I'm ones. Not one of, I'm not one of the judgy ones. I'm just not like I'm not good at complimenting people. It feels fake. <laughs> like, yeah, what if I fair. don't think you look good? 
<laughs> I think compliments do kind of seem fake. Like a lot of the time. Yeah, but then what are you meant to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Like this is something I've worked on. Like in my self-improvement <laughs> schedule. Is like if I actually like something that someone's wearing or how they look. Then I'll try and like consciously tell them. Because sometimes I feel like I'm a bit of a cold bitch. So Aww. maybe it helps. Same. If I like actually tell people when I think they look good. Because they do. I don't know. I think I just need to like speak what I think actually maybe not <laughs> like, <laughs> probably not a good idea <laughs> oh Speak god the good and the bad the good the bad and the ugly okay next one uh really into fashion and beauty and that kind of thing well hmm. <laughs> well uh Don't. i mean yeah go for it like I don't, I don't know i feel that sometimes they're more into fashion but then also like you literally got to watch Queer Eye and you see like gay people that don't know what the fuck they're doing with their clothes. So I true. think it's true and false, you know. I don't yeah. know. I quite I quite take care of like how I look. I quite like to present myself in a nice way, but I don't know. Some mm-hmm. people not. And then again, there's like lots lots of straight guys that are also really into clothes. Oh and my god, yeah. A lot more than gay guys sometimes. So. Also, yeah. There's this thing. I feel like it's very hard to distinguish people because like sometimes I see people out and about and I don't know whether this is just wishful thinking but I'm always like oh that guy's gay and then <laughs> turns out he has like a girlfriend and then he kisses her on the street <laughs> and I like cry a little solitary tear. Do you have a good gay doll? Uh, I think I do because <laughs> sometimes like my initial suspicion is right but also I have this thing where like if anyone shows me any kind of kindness I'm like you must be gay. <laughs> Especially straight boys. Like if they're if they're not an arsehole to me, I'm like, you must be gay. But they're not. <laughs> Do you think the stereotype that gay guys are really into fashion is like harmful? Because I can imagine being a gay guy who doesn't really care about that kind of thing, which there must be a lot of gay men that aren't into fashion or mm. they don't like expressing themselves in that way and then i don't know like do you think there's just pressure um i think maybe there is but also at the same time i was going to touch on this later that actually this is probably more applicable for one of the next ones because like another thing that came up is that gay men are like very flamboyant and very camp and whatever and i think this kind of feeds into the same stereotype to some extent but there's also this weird thing in the gay community that masculine men are kind of, or the masculine gays, like, air quotes, kind of, like, see themselves as better than the, like, flamboyant, like, camp oh, ones. Oh, yeah, I see. So there's this weird, like, mask for mask trend. Like, you've probably seen, like, jokes about that online. But it's just these, like, super masculine, hyper masculine gay guys who, like, only want other masculine men. Yeah, no, and, like, I have And, like, they'll just turn their nose up that. at, like, feminine, effeminate gay boys. Yeah. That's so well I feel like I I feel like I know that there's a lot of gay guys that for instance wouldn't date guys that do drag or dress more effeminate yeah I don't know it's like this weird kind of cultural currency situation in which that like I feel um yeah masculinity is like quite highly prized in the gay community just because it's something that's kind of seen as I don't know whether this is true or not but it's like seen as quite rare so like hyper masculine mm. men I feel like kind of mm. are kind of idolized a bit which is a bit weird mm. surely that's kind of like regressive <laughs> it's super regressive I feel like there's loads of aspects of the gay community that are like super gross and regressive mm. and sometimes it gets to a point where I'm like I really don't want to be part of all of this and then you just <laughs> yeah. gotta kind of like take a step back and realize that that's not everyone it's just like yeah. when you're like for example gay twitter is like super <laughs> oh my god so gross but <laughs> Um, I don't know every time it's going to come back to the fact that like everyone's different and yeah 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 obviously it's not true for everyone but there is definitely a weird thing about masculinity I I would say Mm. Mm. yeah do you want to read the next one one, William uh well I kind of did it with the flamboyance thing but what about uh (laughs) someone says like slutty girl clothes (laughs) Great. <laughs> okay. uh, what do yeah. you mean? To be fair, like well, I feel that they wear slutty girl clothes. That, or maybe that they like slutty girl clothes, or they wear. Yeah, I guess that uh, they wear. They, slutty as girl in, clothes. on themselves or on girls. On themselves. <laughs> and to be fair, right? So recently, or not recently, I don't know. You know of these like East London gays, like the super funky queer ones. Yeah. Yeah. They all like when they go out and stuff, they'll all wear like fishnet tank tops. 
And oh, like, I was going to say, oh. I love fishnet tank tops. <laughs> I think they're so amazing. Whenever yeah. I see anyone wearing them, it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, like I've been to, I don't know what you would call it, like gatherings of these these said gays and like they've dressed me up in like <laughs> those weird tops that girls wear where it's like one sleeve you know the one strap. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean so yeah i guess they kind of do wear slutty girl clothes <laughs> but you know what? i've never seen a girl wearing a fishnet tank top though now that yeah, I'm i feel like i'm trying slutty girl clothes because when i think of slutty girl clothes i think of low cut crop tops and like short tiny dresses but i feel like i don't see like what I picture in guys wearing slutty, quote unquote, slutty girl clothes, it is more like fishnet tops mm. and like maybe vests, it's more color schemes. Like not vests. What are they called? Yeah, like tank tops mm. and things like mm. that. Where where the where's that? I don't think that's yeah. Anyway, I just mean that like I I think a lot of like these clothes that I'm talking about that these specific types of people wear are like they're like physically from like zara woman <laughs> like they're actually like women clothes and that's not to say that i yeah clothes is you know that's a whole other topic about like who can wear what clothes because everyone obviously can wear whatever the fuck they want mm. but um like sometimes they do mm. just wear like girls clothes and that's cool <laughs> so yeah i guess that one is true slightly for some people okay what about super promiscuous yeah I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, probably. Well, like, obviously not for everyone. <laughs> all gay people. All gay people are really promiscuous. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think, as with kind of any sexual orientation, all people, like, there are people who are and aren't, but I think the whole, like, hookup culture in the gay community is pretty, it's pretty strong. And I think maybe part of that is just, like, if we're talking about gay men specifically, like, cis gay men, mm-hmm. I think probably it's safe to say that like cis men have like maybe a higher sex drive than most people yeah i think that's fair yeah well maybe it's because they're both men so that they like work the same way you know yeah yeah i mean we 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 can get into the hookup culture a little bit later but basically you're saying kind of yeah in my experience yeah the gay community would is you quite say, like hookup orientated and quite promiscuous. Would you say that was more in like the younger gay community or No, like I think I think it's it carries on. And I I don't know. I feel well, I don't know. I don't know about straight people, but I feel like there are a lot of men like in their gay men in like their thirties and forties and fifties who are just like who haven't settled down and like are just kind of they sleep with lots of people. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So all gay men are sluts, that's what you're saying? Uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one, they, this is kind of in the same strain, I guess, that they mm. can't sustain a monogamous relationship. Mm, yeah, this is a, this is a weird one, because it's, like, obviously a huge generalization, but, like, I've definitely come up against people who, like, recently I was talking to this old gay guy who, you know, for, for whatever reason was, like, quite a, you know, one of those, like, bitchy gay guys. Like, he was quite, an, <laughs> he was quite, like, a bitter man and, like, very uh-huh. effeminate and, like, I don't know, just always had something to say about everything I was doing or saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about how I recently got a boyfriend and he was like, well, that won't last long. Like, he was like, gay oh. men never, like, they, he was like, gay relationships always turn into open relationships. I was like, mm, okay, well, <laughs> you can think that, but... I don't know. I just I think it's ridiculous to say that just because people are gay, like they're not gonna want to sleep with the same person for the rest mm. of their life. Because you know? I'm kind of thinking, I feel like in the in TV shows or I don't know in in media and social media and stuff like that, I do see a lot of it doesn't last and it's like very mm. promiscuous and all of these things. But then at the same time, I also see like a lot of gay couples that have been together for really long and like have children together and it's like kind of like always polar opposites like i feel like i don't see that many just couples like it's always very much like ride or die or like like, they're either super committed uh or like Mm. yeah no i kind of get that but i i I don't think that's necessarily how it is what about cam and mitch in modern family Cam and Mitch. <laughs> the dream Kiss like twice in nine seasons. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I never realised that. No, they they kiss more than that, but I'm pretty sure it's like you can count it in your hands and there's like nine seasons. Jeez. 
yeah yeah they hold hands all the time and like talk about having sex but they never kiss or like allude they They never like like, about having sex no i think they they do talk about it but probably not as much as claire and phil do like they they always allude to claire and phil having sex or like show the before scenes of them having sex but they never do that with cam and mitch yeah that's so true i think that kind of relationship though is like it's kind of a textbook example of like the acceptable gay relationship no like mm, they're very yeah. like stereotypical Married, they're very little... with kids yeah they're completely like unthreatening in any way they don't really have like a lot i don't know i just feel like they don't have a lot about them that isn't yeah. like them being gay you know mm. but that's yeah. what i mean i feel like the gay couples are so often represented as this like long term like really mm. settled down we've adopted our little a- token asian baby not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with adopting Asian babies, but you know what I Obviously, mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's token. All, I, I feel like that's like the like the idealistic TV representation. Totally, of it. and I also think that on in that same vein, like this idea of this idea that the ones that are successful are like the ones that are fully assimilated into everything that a straight couple would be. So mm, these ideas yeah. of like strong marriage, like family values, when like realistically that mm. might not be a thing that really straight couples are bothered about like it's obviously there's diversity in all these situations Mm. but i feel like to be like an acceptable gay relationship they have to subscribe to these like very heteronormative values yeah wow i never really thought about that but it's it's so true Mm. Mm. but i feel like that's a i mean obviously it is such a problem in the gay community because you should you just shouldn't be comparing gay couples to straight couples because it's just not the same thing like the whole oh who's who wears the pants in the relationship like fuck off but (laughs) it's kind of just the whole idea of a nuclear family which is just fucked up and it just pisses me off because like obviously i'm not from a nuclear family and it's like oh but like what 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 about your dad like what about this what about that and it's so (laughs) harmful to so many people like if we didn't even ask people those questions in the first place then this whole idea of oh there has to be a couple and there has to be like siblings or Mm. yeah just this complete perfect family sphere then so much would just like so much harm would just disappear i think i always joke that like until i came along my family was like the perfect nuclear family (laughs) (laughs) and then i was born and like bam hello (laughs) i'm gonna cause loads of problems (laughs) um no but i think i'm also a bit of a peacekeeper that's good (laughs) okay next one yeah a lot of effeminate like not masculine being feminine so yeah like being fe- i guess we kind of already talked about that mm. um sweet and horny as fuck oh, yeah <laughs> sweet and horny as fuck uh yeah that's like the tagline what do you guys think about this <laughs> sweet and horny as fuck tm yeah <laughs> um, yeah i see that i feel like that's kind of my perception <laughs> of gay men like sweet and horny is that me <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit oh cute <laughs> yeah i feel like that one's kind of fair <laughs> but like i guess some there are loads of people that aren't horny as fuck and there are loads of people that aren't sweet like i've met a lot of gay people that aren't sweet so yeah it's like saying true. all straight people are sweet <laughs> mm. which is definitely not true yeah this is another thing is like yeah it's it's weird to say like that a group of people can be considered sweet when like if you tried to say like oh straight people are so sweet like you'd <laughs> be like what the fuck oh my god yeah. oh you're you're straight sweetie oh that's cute that's yeah. sweet brunettes are so sweet oh my god yeah <laughs> no um, yeah i think yeah i mean i feel like stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason like there's a lot of truth to them i mean of course they're very generalizing and you can't really say like a whole group of people like all gay men Mm. are very feminine like it is true for a lot and otherwise there wouldn't be that stereotype but i mean with Mm. everything like there's exceptions and everyone's very everyone's different but i feel like Mm. there is do you think that there's truth to gay ster- gay men stereotypes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, 
this dude that I was talking about, the guy that was like, oh, monogamous relationships never last or whatever. Um, he like single-handedly embodied every single one of these. Like, he was <laughs> he was really effeminate, like really judgy. Uh, actually, he wasn't very fashionable. Um, yes, yeah, so they're all obviously these people that are embody the stereotypes, but mm. there are people that break that mold as well. How harmful do you think stereotypes about gay men are? Oh uh, well, I hate the really stereotypical like fashion obsessed like really feminine kind of idea because obviously those people exist so it's not bad in that sense it's just like i hate when our representation in the modern mainstream media is like limited only to that and Mm -hmm. it's weird when people kind of expect you to be a certain way and then when you're not they're like oh this is a bit strange so i don't know i think it can be harmful in that it claims to speak for a whole number of people most of which it doesn't fit so fair enough (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yeah so thank you for playing stereotypes with us william and breaking them down no problem Mm, i think the conclusion is that they're mostly true (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) yeah so kind of leading on from the whole stereotypes segment I wanted to ask Will about your experience with coming out and kind of growing up and realizing you're gay but firstly I wanted to ask about the expectation of being camp in the gay community because I know obviously being like camp is such an integral part of gay culture and it stems Mm. from gay culture but do you think that having to go from like one extreme of being in the closet when you're younger Mm. and then suddenly being out and all these people around you have all these expectations of what they think gay people should look like and what they should be like what what's that like having to fulfill those yeah I think it's definitely something that happens and I think, like, right when I was coming out, it was probably, like, 2014 or something. But that was, as far as I can remember, I think that was, like, quite a significant time in that a lot of, like, gay lingo was, like, migrating into common speech with a lot of people. Like, maybe this is when, like, the whole, like, yes, queen thing happened. Mm. And so it was quite obvious that, like, I was slightly expected to kind of act a certain way and I remember thinking that like because I kind of was forced out of the closet I was it was kind of safe to then embody the stereotypes that I kind of thought that I should so I remember I had like this massive complex about how I thought that I kind of just made up my personality to be this kind of camp person just because that's like what I thought I was supposed to do and I feel like that's something that probably a lot of people experience like the need to kind of make yourself identifiable as what you've been singled out as you know yeah yeah so it's kind of a safety net yeah it's like it's safety it's recognizable for people i feel people think or maybe they feel kind of comfortable around that kind of stereotype so and it's what i said before like it's pretty non-threatening so i feel like it's quite easy for queer youth to like embody so Mm. maybe it's just like the easy option but then i remember thinking like probably when I was like 16, 17, whatever, I started thinking like how much of this is actually me and how much of it is something that I kind of created to feel safe. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I remember when I came out or Mm. like right around the first couple of years, I was so into being bi, like, like so much of my personality (laughs) was being bi. Yeah. And like, I like, and then being like, oh, I like girls. Like I'm so bi. And like, just wanting to do all the gay stuff and like you know yeah. being, I, I really really identified with the lgbtq community mm. and um <laughs> and stuff like that but and there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like now as i've grown up a little bit and come more into myself and being able to kind of just adopt the whole gayness as mm-hmm. part of my personality rather than it being like my main identity yeah, yeah, yeah. totally get that um it mellows out but i i do get the whole pressure of like these stereotypes sometimes you're like oh fuck like 
I, yeah. I'm not really like that. I've never really done that. Oh, am I not gay enough? Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I should start doing that. Oh, I feel like people won't accept me. And I do completely get that. Yeah. And I do see the harm in it in that yeah. way. But at the same time, I do see in a lot of ways, I feel like maybe not there. I feel like there are stereotypes. And for instance, something like labels and stuff like that, things that people are really against and really for breaking down. And I mean, I do see the harm in stereotypes, especially kind of negative ones and all of that stuff. But I think sometimes they can be helpful in a certain way because it can help you sort of identify oh maybe i'm kind of more like this because Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you always will fit into them and then so they can it's kind of a double-edged sword like either you're not enough like the stereotypes so then you feel like you're not good enough to be in that group or it can help you find out your identity because you're like oh this is ticking a lot of those boxes yeah yeah yeah. that was Um, something i kind of wanted to talk about because i feel like for a lot of young queer people that are just coming out finding a label is a really useful thing to do and like Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you belong and I think or it can at least it did for me like I remember just feeling like oh yes I can like be calm with the fact that I'm just gay and like that's fine um Mm. and I think that when you kind of find your niche when you find that you're like part of this new like shiny LGBTQ community um there's definitely like a certain want to dive into it headfirst and like make that your whole life you mm-hmm. know just because you've never maybe you've never felt like that accepted before and 100%. i think that that's why a lot of people like go very hard into the gay thing when they first figure it out but it's it's just like that's that's kind of a part of growing up is finding which parts of things that you do like and which bits you don't yeah that's kind of like what i thought yeah um do you think you uh missed out on anything growing up at school like anything that your peers were kind of doing that you couldn't really join in on Mm. because of your because of being gay or maybe not directly but in some way linked like do you feel like you missed out on anything or Uh, anything was put on hold kind of like that (laughs) yeah well I feel like for a lot of gay people unless you grow up in like a super accepting place and I did but not to the extent that I was like having boyfriends all the time you know Mm. like it was I think I well, I am just, like, in my first relationship basically now. So I think that for a lot of gay people growing up, it's, like, you kind of don't have those formative years of, like, getting into relationships. And and obviously there are loads of straight people that, like, never have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. But I think it's quite common for gay people to, like, not have that, to, like, not know relationships, not know love in that sense, like, until they're a bit older. And I, mm-hmm. Maria was saying earlier about how um, maybe like queer people tend to kind of start their lives a bit later. And I quite like that way of thinking about it. Because, well, I mean, I don't mean their lives necessarily, but I think it romantic lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I think if you, if you just put it this way, like it when you're around 14 or whatever, when people start mm-hmm. having parties and then all the girls and the guys are starting to get with each other and it's this whole like exciting thing or like sneak off into rooms and all mm. of this stuff if you're gay even if you go to a very liberal school which we go to we went to in a very secular school there weren't necessarily like loads of out people that mm. loads of out guy gay guys that you could just pick and choose from in the yeah. same way that a straight cis person might experience at school you know what I mean? Totally. And like, um, I think that now that you say that, like, I definitely think that that was something that consciously I was thinking like, oh, this is so annoying that no one else is like <laughs> available yeah. to me. But also yeah. that like, if there was any other gay out person, there was this weird expectation that yeah, you should like say. get together with them. And like, that was weird <laughs> oh. because you might not have any connection, like any slightest yeah. connection with this person. And still to some extent today, people are like, oh my God, you should meet my gay friend. I'm like, great like i don't know it's so weird it's not like every time that i meet um that i'm talking to a girl and then i meet a, like a straight guy i'm like oh my god you should meet my straight guy friend that i just made yeah you know what i mean like you're not constantly trying to set straight people up because they have so much option because it's so easily accessible to people yeah. it's so like it's not even you just don't even think about it it's first nature 
it's not this whole thing that you have to this obstacle at parties so like of like oh wow like can people really see me getting with mm. this person i mean you do but it's not in the same way obviously it's more yeah definitely her. so yeah i mean i do see how that could be shit that's why like being bi is great because then <laughs> <laughs> you just do whatever the fuck you want yeah <laughs> yeah I think um, along those lines, like it was, it was kind of annoying not having that. And I still feel that like when I go to a straight club or like a normal club, I guess, mm. just not a gay club, <laughs> like it's, there's this weird vibe about you're, you're not, people are either like looking at you as a potential partner, like cis women or whatever, or you're basically just getting beefed by random straight guys because they like <laughs> think you're dancing with their mates like i don't know like it's fucking weird <laughs> it's so odd like i've got so many awful horrid straight men who have just come up to me and been like what the fuck are you doing like what are you looking at i'm just like i'm just trying to dance and like have a good time uh, so yeah i don't know i feel like clubbing and stuff like that because it's so like most spaces are so hetero based as like is the whole, whole world really mm. Um, unless the, it's those specific places, that it must be so... I mean, the purpose of clubbing... Like, remember this one time we were at a gay club and then our straight friend was like, oh, I'm not having the greatest time just because she's not getting hit on, which is like, <laughs> I'm not judging her. Yeah. It's just yeah. like... Yeah, Imagine like a lot of the time going club feel uh-huh. the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like a lot of the time clubbing is... You, you're just going there for attention from whatever sex you're attracted to. Yeah. And like you want that kind of vibe like that is kind of what going clubbing is about at least for in some, some people, kind yeah. of way yeah and so <laughs> i think yeah some people just don't understand that like if i go into a normal club right maybe at the very most optimistic statistic like maybe a tenth of those people will be even accessible to me and then of those 10 percent of people then like who's going to be attracted to me or attracted to me and then like who am I going to be attracted to out of those people? So you end up with like a tiny pool of people that are potential kind of. So then... It sounds like we're just like hungry for everything. But... <laughs> um, so, <laughs> then, so then how have you found people and how have you found those spaces with it being so limited? Like, let's say when you were still in school and like before you can go to gay clubs before you like, how do you meet people? And like, what is the gay you don't have to talk about like specifically you i just mm. mean like what is kind of the the culture like well, what do people do yeah. where do people meet what is the standard i think it's different for everyone and i know that actually like there's it's a bit of a problem that because young gay people like can't find people that they go on to like apps that are not meant for people their age and like mm. it, people kind of grow up very fast um and that's definitely a problem but for me like you're asking like how I found people in school. I didn't. Like I just didn't. <laughs> there was no one. It was either like word of mouth or just like yeah. I have this gay friend that you can meet and then you'd like try and meet <laughs> them and like see if you like them. But I don't know. It was like a it was a fucking dry spell really. Like it wasn't I didn't do anything really until I was kind of old enough to go out and meet people. Oh wow. Yeah. But like gay bars and stuff are really nice. They feel very accepting. I remember the first time I went to one, I was like, oh, this is great. Everyone seems nice. Yeah, I kind of, in a way, <laughs> like, this is going to sound so stupid. It it sounds kind of nice being gay because then when you do step into the space, it must feel <laughs> like, it must be this, like, euphoric like feeling. It must be like, oh, finally. Whereas, like, straight people or, like, bi people necessarily, like, I don't think I've ever really felt that of, like, just walking in and being like, oh, finally. Because you're so used to it. Like, you don't know yeah, how good, never you, feeling how good out you have place. it. I, not that this is, like, at all related, but... The other day we went to Shoreditch to go to the box park and it was mainly black people and I was literally one of the only white people there and I was like this is kind of like refreshing because I've never been <laughs> the only white person in a situation <laughs> like yeah. I feel like this is a situation that white people should put themselves in just so that they get to have the feeling for a second and like empathize with what people who aren't always in mm. the space like in a space where they are like surrounded by people that are like them and to know mm. what that's like yeah i i think definitely like putting yourself in a situation where you are the mon- minority is kind of 
it's very useful and like it can give you so much perspective and i don't know if this is relevant or whatever but there was like a thing that my uni put on which was uh like a pride without prejudice i think it was called i don't know it was basically just like a load of talks on like queer issues and like race issues or whatever um and one of them was talking about like how inaccessible to ethnic minorities or like people that aren't white the whole uni system was and like the whole social event system because this this was coming from like a young black girl and she was saying that like the things that the the university organizes like oh just like going to hang out at a powerball like doing this or doing that just aren't things that like her community did or mm. they didn't mm. do that stuff to have fun so they kind of felt excluded um about that so yeah. i think yeah it's like always useful and eye-opening to put yourself in a position where you're not the people that are being catered towards yeah so i kind of want to ask just to go i guess this is kind of regressing a bit but mm. what was your experience with coming out at school because i know we were saying being bi is like the best of both worlds <laughs> and like <laughs> well i don't want to speak for you but like you kind of said that you were bi before you came out so like what oh, was that yeah. i always forget about this yeah it was a bit of a weird one because i told like a, f a small group of people that i was bi first of all and like this was a very small group of people like no one knew for another few months but then basically i got like pushed out of the closet completely by this dude who just found out like when he was at lunch with some other people and then actually like said really horrible stuff to me um <laughs> but i remember it so clearly like they were all at this restaurant and i get this text this person said i know like someone told me and i was like you can't tell anyone and he finally agreed that he wouldn't tell anyone but then he mm. did and like that's basically how the whole year found out but how did he find out in the first place because he like took a punt and said talk to someone who knew as if he knew as well and they oh. like confirmed it to him oh wow. so yeah this was like the whole weird thing and i don't know it was mm. quite a horrible experience actually like i remember it very clearly as i said before like he it was these these messages like they were all together he thought it was a massive joke and then he sent me this video of him like singing a song about how i was a fag <laughs> and oh. it was really just like not at all nice um and then mm. i had like a small panic attack and then this was all on a Friday afternoon, and then by the Monday, like, everyone knew. So I walked into school, and it was, like, the big news. I didn't know that. I thought you were out at, like, in, in the same little batch as me. No, <laughs> like... Because it happened... The, it I was, feel like I you swear ended it was up the same weekend. Before. No, 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 it was, like, all the same weekend. It was, like, that Maybe. same day that everyone... That it was the whole talk that you were gay and that I was bi... And it was this whole thing. Maybe but like, we did that actually, because, I don't like... remember people making a fuss about my thing. I feel like people didn't give a fuck about me at yeah. all. <laughs> and to be honest, like, probably no one gave a fuck about mine either. Yeah, I don't <laughs> remember, like, hearing that about Will being gay. Like, yeah. I just remember once suddenly, to me, it was like suddenly one day, one Monday at school. I remember the thing that you just, the story you just yeah, told about it was the text. Because like I remember you texted me and everything. And then that yeah that monday everyone just knew we just went in yeah and ev everyone just knew about both of us though like this i is, remember i think this is how i handled it i was like right these people know like the the sporty boys like the popular boys <laughs> they all know so i'm just gonna tell everyone basically i remember like on that day i told max and monty like my my best friends at the time like i told them that i was gay and they were like so what it's cool which was great. So I think I kind of took control of the situation. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to tell everyone yeah. before everyone finds out. So That's I don't remember, good. it's a bit hazy, but I, I basically came into school that next week and everybody knew. Like, that was weird because that's when I started trying to kind of perform this yeah. gay persona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was your experience with moving on from that when everyone had found out what were people's reactions other than obviously like oh this is the juicy gossip of the day like mm. <laughs> what what were people's reactions and how did their interactions with you change based on that did you notice a big difference or um i would say that mostly everyone was just really nice like it was 
yeah, everyone being quite supportive, but also I remember there were like a few people that were a bit strange about it, but nothing like particularly bad. The only bad stuff was just like having to go and use the boys' locker room and like get made fun of. But that was basically it in terms of that. So it was just kind of it. I did kind of feel a little bit like some of the girls that I was friends with kind of expected me to be a certain way after that. Um, <laughs> like the like like the gbf like oh my god i want a gay guy to take me shopping (laughs) um i guess there was like a little bit of that but no most (laughs) mostly it was just really nice good reactions so actually it wasn't a horrible experience and this boy who shall not be named said what i wasn't comfortable with saying at the time and like obviously it should be on your terms but it kind of gave me a kick that I needed to just embrace stuff, which was good. Yeah, fair enough. And what about, because mm. you just mentioned telling your best friends at the time, and those friends sort of changed mm. kind of soon after that. Do you think that that was kind of related to coming oh God, out? I forget about this. Or, because, sorry, just disclaimer, these two friends, it's like two guys. And then I'm not trying to say that you don't have any guy friends. Oh, but like okay, then okay. I feel like after you came out from then on, is like when we started getting a lot closer and like from then on, our group kind of started forming in some kind of way. I mean, yeah. it, it, so then now you mostly have girlfriends. Do you think that that had anything to do with coming out? Like that friendship ending and like, what is your opinion now on male friendship and your friend, what yeah. your friendship look like no there's definitely truth to that so like the situation was that i'm pretty sure like it was you guys all knew i think or at least maria i was super close with at this time anyway Mm. like we became friends sort of because we were both not yeah and i'm pretty sure honey no yeah all my friends knew knew, but like Um, yeah i I know all my friends knew because i my friends wouldn't i would have told them and like it's I mean, you're fr- you became friends with them later on, so yeah. like, do you know they're not the kind of people that would have given a fuck? So yeah. I, I, it wasn't like I was like spreading your secrets, but it yeah. was pretty much like, uh, yeah, this is my like. Yeah, no, well, I remember because I was there when you guys became friends at mm-hmm. that one party that we were talking about. Like, I remember standing like a meter away, and you guys being like, "Oh, I'm by, I'm by," <laughs> and I was like. Oh. <laughs> The fact that no one else heard that. Like, no, that, no, no, they did though. That's oh. how I was outed. Because apparently I was shouting it to everyone. Oh God. Yeah. And then that people overheard and then it spread around the whole school. Well, around the whole year. But like I wasn't, I was like not a very popular kid. So I don't think people really gave a fuck. So. Oh my God, um, yeah. Well, I mean, neither was I, so. No, but I at could, that yeah. point you were, a, you were, you were part of like the popular people. Group. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm. But my question then is like, <laughs> okay. so your friendships that you had, like yes. with these, like these male friendships with your like guy best friends, mm-hmm. and then like the other friendships that you had at the time, because that's kind of when we transitioned into our friendship. Do you think that that's because you came out? Do you think it has to do with coming out, or do you think it was just time? And- so I don't think it was coming out necessarily, because like I continued being best friends with my two best guy friends for like ages afterwards mm. it was mostly just like you know that stage when everyone like thinks they're really cool goes to parties and like sees out out of school friends like people from yeah. different schools that's when we kind of drifted apart just because like they were in into kind of being cooler than i was um <laughs> so i kind of like regressed well not regressed i just focused in on the people that like made me feel good so that's how i became friends with like you and honey and stuff most of all but i don't think it was necessarily coming out that changed things but i think that possibly being gay was like a little bit of a difference Mm. but they were always like super supportive and i remember they would ask questions like they were curious about it like they would ask like oh like is it any different like kissing a guy or like all of this stuff so i don't think it wasn't necessarily that i was gay it was just more of external factors however i do find that like i don't have a super easy time like being friends with guys because I have a a weird thing that I think that they won't want to talk to me, but <laughs> like I, that's definitely like a me problem because like I know there are a lot of super out there gay guys who have loads of male friends or whatever. I just I just don't like I just think I vibe better with women most of the time. Fair enough. Mm. Do you think that that's a gay thing, like being having mostly female friends, or 
do you think that's just a you thing? Because I think every, loads of people have different preferences. There's loads of girls that prefer being friends with girls mm. and loads of girls that just have guy friends. Yeah. But do you think it's a gay thing or do you think it's just the personality thing? Well, I think it's both, but I would say that definitely like it's quite a gay thing just because girls at, in their school years are not concerned with like being super macho and like being... There's not that mm. same... Like, if you're not masculine, then you're not worth anything. Like, there's not that same thing. But whereas with boys, like, I feel like they're terrified of not appearing mm. uh, classically, like, masculine and male. And there's a weird thing. Because, like, everyone is obviously going through puberty at around the same time. But, like, there's a big spectrum. So the people that, like, go through it first are kind of considered weird. But then the people that go through it later are also considered weird. So, like, there's a lot of anxiety around masculinity at this point in mm. boys. Yeah. Do you think that that's still present even at university? Like, you think people are still yeah. trying to live up to that level of masculinity? Of totally. I mean, like, I think people probably do grow out of it at some point, but 100%. Like, it's, it's, it's there. I think it's just in a lot of, like, male lad culture. It's very um, oriented around, like, being a certain type of guy. And if you're not that type of guy, like, people won't, I don't know, think you're good enough. It's weird. So I think being friends with girls comes down to, I think I just found myself more accepted and more comfortable in those situations. Like I felt like girls, well, specifically you guys, because you're bi, like (laughs) you understood what I was going through, you know, but I think girls are generally just easier for me. Yeah, no, but I so get that too. Like I don't want to be friends with really like laddie guys. I think Mm. it's so unappealing (laughs) and unattractive in any kind of relationship whether that's friendship or like I wouldn't want to date a super laddie guy because it's just yeah they're way too obsessed with masculinity and that's not the kind of yeah energy I want to surround also, myself th- this, with this lad culture like as well if we're just talking casual conversations like I find myself excluded because they do make jokes that are not only offensive to me but like they're just quite often make jokes that are like offensive or not very respectful of women and like that makes me uncomfortable so mm, yeah. I think I'm kind of neither here nor there in that situation like I would like to be friends with men but sometimes when I find myself in a group of men like straight men they say things that like don't make me very comfortable so yeah, yeah. oh you know what I find so annoying is that like pe- people specifically men I find are so obsessed with the idea that progressives and like gay people and women can't take a joke and it's like well no because we're the ones that the jokes are actually aimed at whereas (laughs) you're not so like yeah that's why I don't want to hang out with you because you're all assholes to anyone who's outside of what your idea of what the world should be yeah this idea that like everyone's super sensitive but like if you turn it round and these straight men are like the butt of every joke then i'm pretty sure they would be a little bit pissed about it yeah yeah and they are the whole street white male thing now (laughs) like when when that's actually become a thing like oh shut up like straight white man yeah they get so offended by them it's like oh well guess what that is literally what your joke has been to everyone else in the world Mm. until this point yeah but i feel like also there's just a time and a place for jokes i mean my fr- my close friend could make the same exact joke as one of these quote-unquote lads and i might find it funny when my friend makes it but i will not find it funny when this random guy i've never met makes it do you know what i mean i feel like there's just time and a place you can't yeah you're allowed to poke at your friends yeah but like yeah it's not, there's just it's yeah. not the same if, those, if those jokes bit, come like... from a place of like yeah, it's just, I can take a joke. It yeah. just isn't funny when you say it, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, and aiming a joke at one whole section of society is mm. just not cool. Like, if you do it to one person and you know they're going to take it well, then fine. But you're literally just making fun of, like, all gay people, all women. Like, yeah, why, also, like, a whole group of thing? people that you know absolutely <laughs> nothing about. So, don't really understand that. Um. So, what... what Oh, I wanted to ask, actually. What do you think of the idea of someone kind of counting you as, like, the GBF? Like, oh, yeah, Will's, like, my GBF, you know, my gay bestie. Mm. That kind of... 
it's it's fucking tiring like i i don't i don't want to like be an accessory like it's not it's not fun if you're just like expected to give one thing but i i don't know it's just like i don't want to give the same energy all the time like yes i might be your gay best friend at some point but i'm also going to like do other things i'm going to tell you your gross i just like... can't stop laughing thinking about the idea of me being like hey girl let's go shopping get in bed we're going shopping oh my yeah, god yeah no that's gross i hate that imagine i was like oh my god you're my straight best friend totally. oh my god like, it's so cute it's like it's a really weird concept no like i just feel like you wouldn't accessorize any other group of people yeah like, yeah you wouldn't but then does it bother you if we're like oh yeah will's like our token gay friend no because that's not i know that you don't actually think that like if you see what i mean like yes yeah, I am... to be fair, what I'm, how i'm saying it is like he's the closest person i know who is gay as in like he's the yeah <laughs> the only gay man that i'm very close with yeah and i feel also that you're not <laughs> by, by saying that right you're not expecting me to like fulfill a function <laughs> Yeah, Whereas, and we're like, not if only people friends are describing... with you because you're gay. Yeah, like if people are describing me as like your gay best friend, like let's go shopping. Like, <laughs> is that all I'm good at? I don't, I don't understand. And I also hate shopping, so <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I think it's it also comes back to that like very unthreatening uh, stereotype of gay men as like being these weird eunuchs that can't do anything except for give you compliments. Like it's. <laughs> bit strange yeah true compliments and sass compliments and sass <laughs> yes queen yes <laughs> um so we're kind of getting up to an hour but i actually wanted to talk about sex like i feel like we didn't really talk about like the hookup culture and sort of the sex world mm. in the, as a gay man we can do a quickie little bit yeah should we do a quickie little bit um mm-hmm. so do you want to mansplain to us gay explain to us kind of gay-splain. what's it like like talk me through is there a lot of casual sex is it a lot of um i don't know kind of how does it work like it kind of <laughs> sounds like you just text someone and they show up and suck your dick like that's what it sounds <laughs> like to me and yeah. then you just don't know anything about them. Where we're we're like, I know that happens in in the straight world. Like I've gone out on a night out and sh- fucked a stranger, but I feel it's more like I'm going out there and like, to, yeah, like, I, feel, I feel like it's not at my fingertips. Yeah, and it's not so out there. Like <laughs> you're you would literally text someone asking for a shack. Like I feel like that's not maybe like you. There's a bit of a guise of like just going out. Yeah, I feel like there's more of a game. Know? I feel like there's more, yeah, of, a more of a game, game in, right? a, in the straight world. Is is that not the case in the? I also think maybe that's because there's not like an innate understanding between the two parties. Like maybe they think the other one wants a bit of a game, you know? Yeah, they that's be so true. But I and feel... also guys feel like they have to make the move, the first yeah. move. I think some guys, some gay guys, are like just comfortable with the fact that they're talking to other gay men who probably have the same needs as they do and like the same wants. Obviously, it's nowhere near that simple and like there are always problems for that um and generally one person (laughs) generally one person feels like they haven't got the most out of it but yeah there's definitely a huge like hookup culture and i think part of this is because maybe because like gay people are kind of starved of affection but then do you feel like it's so sexual the whole dating app of it all or not dating app, like hookup app of it all and how you meet people and how you interact with people that then that's why in the going back to the stereotypes at the start that's why there is this misconception that gay men can't really be in like monogamous relationships Mm. and there isn't that much stability it's very much just about like because then how do you really meet someone like can you go on dates off Grindr or, or is, will you be laughed at? If no, happens? I mean, some and people like, do. Do people expect sex from you? Are you worried that people are going to get bored because you're not giving them sex straight away? Like, what's it? What's the general pressure like? I don't know. I feel like Grindr is a massive thing, obviously. Like, people, people do use it. And mostly I would say it's like a sexual thing. But then I also would say that because we have Grindr or like because the gay community is known for Grindr, if you go on other dating apps, they're, like, nowhere near as sexual. Like, I remember mm. our friend Miranda talking about how, like, Tinder f- was always hypersexual for her. Like, people always talked about Tinder or, like, acted on Tinder as if that was their way of meeting people for, like, a hookup, right? 
but because gay people have grinder tinder is very clean and like oh, okay the other dating apps are not that and like they're very relationship oriented but i would say that grinder is mostly hookups yeah hmm. it's a weird thing i don't know it's a very big part of gay culture but it's not like limited to that i would say like people do go on dates or just meet friends with grinder like do you think Grindr mm. was like created? Like, did it start as a dating app, or is it literally just a hookup app, and that's all it's been? Ever well, been? if we if we just look at like the icon, right? It's it's a mask. Like, I feel like that if if that doesn't say like anonymity, glory hole, like I don't know what <laughs> it's saying to be honest. Like, it's it's obviously like a bit of a seedy app. Like, the interface is all black. It's a bit like yeah. Whenever I know, see it, it like, looks like bit... such a B tech. Yeah app like who but created it it just looks <laughs> i think the whole thing about it is a bit seedy and a bit like underworld and that's kind of harmful because gay relationships aren't something to be hidden they're not something that's like yeah. shameful so i think mm. yeah there may be something a little bit we could probably unpack that more but i'm not going to <laughs> anyway um... what about the whole top and bottom thing oh, yeah. i already i feel like i already <laughs> asked you this the other day but I think it's interesting. Mm. So how strict actually is it? Because I mean, I'm I'm biased. I obviously know a little bit about like the lesbian community, mm-hmm. the whole top bottom, like it it is in the lesbian community. Yeah. But from my experience and from what I've heard, it's not really that strict. Like there are those people that are really strict, but then in the gay community, it seems like it's like if you're a bottom, you have to find a top. Like it, it you, it's kind of like your soulmate kind of thing and then if you yeah. like it seems like to me my perception is you sit down on the first date you're like oh i'm a top and then you're like oh i'm a top two ah oh. oh guess not guess, guess not, me. Mate. sorry mate um yeah like that's kind <laughs> of what it make like they make it sound a little that's bit, what people would have you believe but i think like that. that's maybe just because that's like quite a funny quirky thing to say like i don't know <laughs> it's not it's obviously not like that like people are a lot more flexible and I feel that people are generally more likely to be flexible and, I don't know, versatile than just a top or just a bottom. Like, I, I don't know. It's this way, it's, it's quite a handy way of, like, codifying the way that we have sex. And it's, it can be useful, like, for, as an identifier, but I, I've only met a very small number of people that will not deviate from what they call themselves. So it's more like a preference. Oh, it's totally a preference. Okay, because I feel like it, it's... It's not like an identity. Good clarification. You know? some people it is, but... Yeah, because it seems like an identity. Like, I feel like the way it comes across to me as an outsider of the game, yeah, 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 like, yeah. it seems like it's really, like, this is it. It's also, a deal breaker. like, the me. memes, the memes about, <laughs> like, all of these things that bottoms do, and, like, you could, like, look at someone's room and be like that's a bottom's room but i don't know it's weird but i feel like as well from like a straight perspective it's like you look because it's like top and bottom so our idea of sex and our concept of sex not that Mm. i'm straight but i don't know why i'm talking like i'm straight but you know what i mean like someone who does have sex with guys the concept of sex is like just penis in something else whereas in gay sex that that's not like all gay sex is I think that that, in, to some extent, is, is gay people kind of assimilating into a heteronormative, like, very binary world. And that's maybe part of the whole top and bottom thing. Because also coming with top and bottom, there's also a handful of other kind of things that you're supposed to embody if you are either one of those things. So it's, yeah, it's the idea of, like, who wears the pants, you know, like, it's a bit stupid, but it's something that is a relic of probably less tolerant times. Mm. Mm. thank you for clarifying that no yeah, problem thank you. <laughs> happy to help <laughs> okay well any closing thoughts any advice you have William or Maria or me <laughs> any advice <laughs> anyone else mm, just be yourself do you have any any quick little bits of advice or anything that you wish someone told you about gay sex that you didn't know any tips anything that you want to leave any young um, listeners <laughs> or even well, I... not just about sex like yeah. anything in general <laughs> about being gay i think as with all things like you just kind of got to figure all these things out and like no one's going to be a better teacher to yourself than you are going through it but i mean i wish there was some kind of gay sex education i think that would have been useful 
Um, but no, I think you just got to follow what you feel and like how you feel is never really going to be wrong, is it? So I think the advice that I would give to myself growing up is probably just to take everything that I'm feeling as if it is valid and like it's what I'm feeling and just go at it. Go and have a <laughs> go and have a good time, you know? Just <laughs> Just do it. Do it unapologetically. Just do it, baby. <laughs> just do it, baby. <laughs> Nike, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just like don't don't censor yourself. Don't do all that stuff. It's just life is a big game. Yes. To be enjoyed. True. Thank you so much for joining us, Will. Yes, thank you so much. It was it was a pleasure. And open. And yeah, as always, please subscribe please rate and review and keep sending us your stories you can follow us on instagram mm-hmm. at sextras podcast or email us sextras podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. you can also find our new facebook page which is called sextras podcast funnily <laughs> surprise, enough surprise <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week Bye. You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions.